Hey guys, it's me, my majesty here. Welcome to this week's Talk To Me Thursday. I love how I say this week's because it's our first. But um, yes, guys, honestly, I've literally been literally just rocking my head and like bashing my head into a wall. Trying, well, maybe not literally, but like figuratively. Um, banging my head in, against the wall, just trying to figure out what is the best thing for me to open up with. And I thought to myself, Mima, right now you are so focused on what you think your audience wants to receive, but you haven't even got the audience yet. And this podcast is literally called Talk to Me Thursday, a journal to her like it is about your journey to the better version of yourself to the stronger more fulfilled version of yourself so maybe the question shouldn't be what do they want to hear but what do you want to hear like this is a journal to you like looking back what do you want to listen to and be like gosh I've really grown And so I have settled on this topic. It's a lot deeper, but like, if you guys want to get to know me, this is me. Okay. I have so much depth. Literally, all my friends, all the friendship groups I've ever been in, they've literally just dubbed me. (laughs) They have literally just dubbed me um, someone that's like really serious but like also really goofy someone that's just like got a lot of depth to them so I'm not about to switch up for y'all y'all are gonna get me okay y'all are gonna get me because I'm doing this for her and she needs to know who she was so she can better appreciate who she is y'all y'all see what I did there okay (laughs) okay just just taking a moment to appreciate that but um tonight I did a a little bible study um talking like it was based on mental health as a Christian and reading it I got so emotional because I didn't there's so many emotions that we experience that we don't sit with that we don't like acknowledge that we don't really understand and like when you start to realize what it's rooted in when you start to realize what exactly it is what it may be or why it may be what it is it's kind of shaky like you know when the unknown starts to have a face I don't know how to explain it, but, like, if you've ever watched Love is Blind, like, Love is Blind is this, like, series on Netflix where um, 15 women and 15 men date each other for, like, a duration of, like, 10 days, I think, and you go on multiple days with these women until you, like, narrow the person that you want, but the whole basis of it is, like, you don't get to see this person at all. There's, like, a wall in between you, and you don't know what this person looks like, you don't know how tall they are, you don't know what race they are, you don't know anything about them, but, like, 
the information they give you and their voice. And then like if you do get engaged, you see the person that you, you got engaged to. And then later on, you will meet the other people. But like the reason I'm saying that is that I feel like that's the same with like your mental health. It's like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to like better break it down for you. Not just like your mental health, but like the realization of like when you've gone through, okay, trauma. Trauma is the best way I can explain it. It's like there's this wall between you and your experiences. And like as you experience them, their emotions there and then. But then like when you see the person you became because of those experiences, when you fully can see it, it's not just like a thought in your head. It's not just like a story someone is telling you. Like you are standing and you're looking at the kid. You're looking at the reflection of who you were. And you're fully like, the older you get, the more you start to understand things. And I'm just 22 now. But like there's so many things from my childhood that makes so many, like it just, it's baffling it's like when your parents tell you oh my god I don't even know I feel like this is going to trigger someone but like if you're from like a Caribbean or African household and like your parents have a tendency of saying you will understand when you're older Ooh, they did not lie okay I wouldn't I, listen I would have appreciated if they would have explained it to me as a kid so when I'm older there's better clarity in the whole situation but like to not give me an explanation and then I have to draw my own map as I get older. And then when I'm older and I fully have like an image of it, it's still not fully clear. And like when you don't have when you don't have that relationship where you can just like ask about anything, you go looking for answers in any any way you can get it really. So all in all, I feel like reading what I've read about Christians dealing with mental health it was so triggering for me because I didn't even realize that I'm not only dealing with my own mental health but I'm dealing with my own mental health as a Christian and that sets a barrier between me and some of my loved ones understanding this journey because it's like well you have God and God heals everything so like maybe just pray about it like or maybe just like you know stop looking for attention or I don't know stop making a big deal out about it because it's like it's not all of that but then you wouldn't apply that same mentality to someone that's suffering from like cancer You wouldn't apply that same mentality to someone that's suffering from, like, diabetes. Like, you would advise the person to medicate. You'd advise the person to seek help, you know, go to doctor's appointments. All of those things, like, seek external help. Not just, like, you know, pray about it, meditate on it type of thing, if that makes sense. Um... 
I don't know. I don't really know. I feel like I've literally just jumped here and there about it. But like my journey with my faith, with God, and with my mental health, I will definitely say that they are definitely 100% intertwined. Um, I feel like logically, I know that I should trust God. Logically, I know that with that trust, they should come a form of surrender, a form of submission, like where I'm giving up my control. I'm giving up my version, my desires, so that they can align with God. Like, I don't want God's will to align with my will over my life, but instead I want God's desire over my life to be what I desire for myself. If I confuse somebody... I'ma try and explain it. <laughs> you know when you grow up and like you want to be an artist and your dad or your mom wants you to be a doctor or a lawyer. And at some point you just want to want what they want for you or you want them to want what you want for yourself. In that same way, like I want to want what God wants for me. Because I know that he wants good for me because I know that what he wants for me like he can like if someone can came out if your future self came out to you and said that your current relationship will damage you for six years and you won't be able to love nobody for six years you won't be able to like move forward in your life for six years but after six years you will meet someone and you have to jump you don't know where you're going to land, but you have to jump because if you don't jump, six years will become 10 years and 10 years will become 20 years. And before you know it, you will die alone, never, ever experiencing love. That would shock you. That would scare you, right? That would scare you. But because you have that information, after six years, when that person shows up, you will say, look, I know that if I don't jump into this, I will be stuck in the same place for the rest of my life. You are going to you're going to try and get every fiber of your being to get into the mentality of I need to jump off this cliff because I cannot remain where I'm at for the rest of my life. But the other thing is you have that future self. You have that like physical assurance of that. But then in your faith walk, and this is the like, I want to say this is the beauty of it, right? Like, faith is believing in things that you do not see, right? So when I have faith in God, when I have faith that, like, God is his word and his word says that he has plans for me, not to harm me, but to, like, fulfill me. He's got positive plans for me. I want to want those plans. Because my plans is based on what I see. And his plans is based on what he knows. Because he he knew I'd be here at this time in my life before even I had arrived. So he's that future self. Like he knows. So of course I want to want what he wants for me. But it's so hard. It's so hard. Like I want to believe that 
I'm going to be a wife. I'm going to be a mother. And I want those things for myself. And I want to believe that at a certain point in my life, those things will be mine. But like when you live in the physical world, when you are physically with your eyes seeing the hurdles and the obstacles in your life, it's hard. It's hard. And when I talk to some of my friends, I always describe my faith walk as I have to wear a blindfold. I have to be very ignorant to most of the things that are physically help like physically happening in my life to allow myself to blindly follow God. Like I need to blindly follow God because with my eyes open, I feel like a fool. With my eyes open, I feel like I'm insane. Like, I can't even say I'm delusional. Like, I might just be crazy. Like, how am I doing it? And I think that's where my mental health comes intact. Where I try to be logical and I try to, like, I am anxious of the uncertainty that comes with blindly following Jesus. It's like you meet someone at a cafe and you have a very good conversation. And at the end of that conversation, they turn around to you and they say, marry me. Because once I walk out this cafe, I'm taking a flight to Japan. And I might never see you ever again. I can't have your number. I can't have your Instagram. I can't have anything else. You can marry me right now and we can go to Japan and figure out the rest. Like, it's crazy. Depending on where you are in your life, some of you guys might be like, yo, let's do it. Why not? Why not? And and a large, and I mean a large majority of people will most definitely look at you sideways and be like, listen, this two-hour conversation might have been the best thing I've ever done within the past, I don't know, four months, but I don't think it's giving marry me and let's move to Japan, like, it's probably giving, you know, let's talk a little longer, let's talk a little bit more, and, you know, iron out all the other details, and then maybe, you know, maybe, like, is a two-hour conversation enough for you to say yes to someone you've, you've literally just met? Is that enough? I doubt it. I genuinely doubt it. But guys, it's just it's just really really crazy and I feel like I've kind of like jumped here and there as I try to better explain Christianity and mental health in one football. But I want to leave you with this. I want to leave you with this. This is my story. This is my experience as someone that has to live with the faith and then also has to live with the weight of my own brain and body just questioning everything. Everything and every decision and every move that I make because of my faith. Um, and I know that some listening might not have a faith, 
And I know others might. But one thing I know for sure is. How do you feel. When your brain. When your mind. Is holding you captive. And you. Like who, who who frees you from that? Like how do you even begin to liberate yourself? When you're so free physically, you can go wherever you want, you can do whatever you want, but in your in your mind, whether you're in a crowded room or an empty room, in your mind you are still in shackles. In your mind you're ever so hesitant with everything you say or do you might be the funniest person in the group chat but no one sees how many times you've had to delete that message before you actually got the courage to click send or maybe you're just someone that reads but you've got so much to say you just can't seem to grasp the confidence to trust your own words To escape. Where do you go? Who do you go to? Who do you call? How do you liberate yourself when you're the one holding yourself captive? I'm really interested in knowing how people how people deal with it. I I've found certain ways to momentarily relieve myself. But I'm very certain that one day I will have the answer to that question for me. But please just ask yourself that question. On days where you are overthinking and your brain won't just stop. Well, no matter how many times you say I love you, you say, but do you really or why? Like, why do you love me? What do you do? What do you do with that? What do you do with never having a complete answer to your questions? What do you do when closure is a myth? I've been Mima Majesty and you have just listened to Talking to Me Thursday. It's been fun. And I hope you have learned something. And I hope that you return. Thank you.